If you are trying to build a blogging affiliate site, I can almost guarantee that you are overwhelmed with stuff to do. And I mean guarantee because daily, I work with new bloggers and every time by default, they are feeling overloaded with the long list of stuff that needs to be done to build a blog that allows them to work less and earn more. And this isn't rocket science because when this happens, new bloggers are going to one, waste massive amounts of time working on a website and have absolutely nothing to show for it, and two, sometimes feel like a failure because doubt starts to creep in, which causes a lack of motivation and is an open door to getting easily distracted with life. Sound familiar? Well, you don't have to feel this way because you can visit blogbuilderpro.net, that's blogbuilderpro.net, and you'll watch a hyper-quick training that will show you step-by-step how to fix this problem in literal minutes. And I am not exaggerating when I say just taking a few minutes to watch this hyper-quick training that I'm trying to get you to watch here can save you months or even years worth of time. Because think about it. Think about all of the time that you have spent writing articles or finding ideas of what to write about. Think about the time spent putting articles on social media and just hoping that they go viral. Or the time spent designing and building a website, choosing colors, deciding on logos. Look, it is disturbing how much time I see new bloggers wasting and I don't like it. So again, go check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free hyper quick training and we will fix your overwhelm just like all of the bloggers and side hustlers that I have personally helped in the past. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Watch the free training and I'll see you there. Another thing, uh, like I've done other marketing strategies and different marketing plans, like handing out flyers or handing out business cards or whatever like that. You hand out business cards and yes, word of mouth will spread, like if you hand out enough of them, but it's nothing like if somebody can constantly search and your content will pop up, like, and the demand doesn't, like, it doesn't get wrinkled up, like the business cards that they put in their purse, I guess they might spill Kool-Aid on it and then they can't read the number no more. With with a blog, it's like, it doesn't crumble up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not like the flyer that the die just dies off of it from the, the marketing that you did last year. So it's just nice how with blogging, because your content stays intact and your messaging stays intact, it's like it can compound over time. That's what I really like about blogging in comparison to other ways of marketing a business. Regular people are taking their passions and interests, writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. I got one good question for you. Are you a busy parent? Are you a busy parent? Even with the, even with where the world is right now, the, the state of the world, you might think that because you know we're all at home, you might find that you have extra time. But no, <laughs> I've definitely found that it's quite the opposite. In fact, I find myself more busy now than I have ever been. You know, as a dad, I think I have it easy. 
because I can only imagine what it's like to be a mom, to be a mother, because it can be the hardest and sometimes the most thankless job. And that's not fair, especially when you're a mom and you have to wear so many different types of hats. You have to be a mom. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a nurse. You have to be a psychologist, a cook, a moderator, a maid, a disciplinarian, a coach. You know, there's so many things that you lovely ladies have to do. And, you know, my heart goes out to you. I try my best to make life for my wife as, as somewhat easy as possible, just so that she can, uh, you know, have her downtime, you know, and be able to, to, to kind of recollect, you know, because of all of the energy that you moms extend. So because it's really hard to be a mom, you know, I really, you know, as a dad, I don't envy you ladies, okay, because you guys or you ladies, you're, you're making it happen. And that's really good. And that's really what leads us to our guest for today, Tiffany Denise from HowToEntrepreneur.com. Now, Tiffany is the definition of a busy mom, okay? And you'll see it or you'll hear it in the podcast later. But she is the definition. If you looked up busy mom in the dictionary, you will see her picture right there. But even doing everything that she's doing to make sure that her family's you know, fed, to make sure that the house is nice, to make sure she's being a wife, she's doing all of this extra stuff. And all of the, not really extra, things that are really required of her, right? She still has been able to work on her side hustle of blogging, and she built a website from making $0 a month to making over 4000 a month and growing. Wow. That's all I got to say to that. Wow. I have known Tiffany for some time now, and I'm really proud to see where she is now compared to where she was. Uh, we've connected a few times in the past and I've tried to give her a little bit of help and encouragement because she was right there on the edge and she had that determination. She was going to make sure that she was successful with this. So a couple of things that I want you to really key in on some of these great nuggets that Tiffany is about to lay down on us is how staying organized and working on her business. She was able to get that to work around raising her family. In fact, there's a huge, huge tip. I mean, a really big tip that she uh, tells us about near the tail end of the interview about what she wishes she had known before she started blogging. And trust me, this one is a doozy. Okay. So really excited about uh, sharing this, this chat that really we had. It, it really wasn't an interview, to be honest. You can tell when we were talking, we were just started just you know, riffing, just talking about random things. But really, it it really became focused on how she's been able to build her business around her uh, around her family, you know, making sure that that was a number one priority, but still being able to earn a passive income with her blog and what she had to do to get to that point. So really excited about it. If you want to, you can skip to the last five minutes or so of this podcast. If you want to get my main takeaways from the chat, but I encourage you, Listen to the whole thing because she dropped some really, really good nuggets, things that I probably would never have even thought of. And I'm probably going to implement a few of them as well. So take out some paper, take some notes. Uh, if you're doing something right now, you know, if you're multitasking, sit down, pay attention because we're going to have some really good information that Tiffany's going to share with us on how she's able to stay organized as a mom and as an entrepreneur. So let's jump into the interview. 
All right, so we have Tiffany Denise from howtoentrepreneur.org. Now, get this. She is a blogger, an author, a YouTuber. She even has her own membership site that she is just launching called, what was it called again, Tiffany? The Enterprise Builders. The Enterprise Builders. So uh, how, I know that you have like, uh, you have a family. What's your family? How are you able to juggle all of this stuff and and still have time to do anything that you want? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, What I have to do, I find myself really um, paying attention to my schedule. With blogging, it's so easy to think this only will take me five minutes. This only will take me 10 minutes. And then before you know it, you really have an eight hour workday that you want to do. But so I had to really pay attention to um, I had to write down my schedule. What times do my kids want to take naps? What times are they busy? And just pay more attention to how my time is spent even before I want to add in work. And then um, I had to communicate a lot more with my spouse and support system to get them to to do what they could and to make sure those boundaries were there so that I would have um, work time. And then I use things like Alexa and you might even hear her during our call, she'll say, time to do your chores. <laughs> time, time to uh, take your bath. She, <laughs> um, time to roll the, the trash can to the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> Me too. So I, I have her to help remind me of things that I need to do. And I still use Google Calendar. So it's basically a combination of software, combination of communication with um, other people and and even my kids. And also um, um, a combination of um, just placing boundaries. You know, another thing that I do also is um, um, I have, when I talked about boundaries, I make sure that I understand how long my kids' attention spans are. Like for my three-year-old, her attention span, I know I can do about an hour appointment before like stuff will start coming up. So yeah. I I know she'll pay attention to a movie or something like that, but um, if it goes longer than that, then she'll start wanting snacks and things like that. So then I try to make sure that like the things that I do will fit within her her time where she can be independent you know yeah yeah i totally understand that because we kind of have to do something very similar with benji because benji's three also and his attention span is a lot less than that you know i can (laughs) when it comes to (laughs) an hour man i I wish i could get an hour you know depending on her she's she's good like she knows how to pop her own popcorn I've tried to teach her different things so that she can be a little independent. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I get her snacks, and I usually put her snacks on the bottom shelf so she can go and grab things when she needs it. And it's not like a a danger for her to try to get it herself. So I do stuff like that just so that... um, it makes it easy for her to do some things on her own. But I also limit how much I I do. Like I have on my calendar that I only take up to two one-hour appointments. So I have those type of limits. So when people book an appointment, then 
it's not gonna like be where I have to neglect my kids because yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, that's, uh, handling business. Yeah, that's the number one thing um, that I totally noticed, especially when I was launching the Benji's Dad brand. It was uh, the whole point was so that I could spend more time with them. You don't want to start right. a business where it requires you to spend so much time with it that you can't spend time with them as well. Right. You know, uh, speaking of family, tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you go from not having a blog like at all to like realizing that you can make a full time income from it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so. I think blogging was a long journey for me. I was actually active duty in the military. And at that time, I had done a lot of side hustles. I had done uh, like ATMs. I had done fish farming. I did all of these different side hustles. And the, the reason for that was really because I always loved entrepreneurship. I always wanted to run my own business. But I didn't realize that um, I, I wasn't really uh, connecting with my skills or my passions in order to, to make money, like when I was doing side hustles. And then I started to think more about what skills, you know, my parents had always grown me towards. And they always had me in like performing arts schools. And I really enjoyed like my English classes. And my mom even still has these books I wrote when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a <laughs> mom like, for you right there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I colored these um people and she just thought I added so much detail to be a kindergartner and then I wrote on the front author Tiffany Gills that was my maiden name <laughs> and so I just thought about those things that were always like with me um growing up and then I saw I I actually started out I think I published my first book before I started my first blog but either way, I started out leaning more towards the writing path and um, leaning more towards using graphic design and like what was those, how can I connect those artistic abilities my parents had honed and then use that in the marketplace. And um, I know I published a book and I didn't get as much sales as I wanted to. And <laughs> I started realizing that maybe um, other authors who are really successful actually market more before they launch the book instead of launching the book and then marketing afterwards. And so I realized that I did it a little backwards. And when I noticed the other authors' marketing plans, a lot of them would like run some, do some type of marketing campaigns like book tours. Um, they would um, maybe do live speaking and various different things. They did a lot of publicity tours, but I didn't really have the time for that because I was active duty. Okay. So I had to have a way that I can't, I can't be going on book tours. I have a four-year-old, I'm in school. At the time I was doing my master's program and I'm married and, <laughs> you know, I'm active duty. Like it just doesn't work. I'm getting so, tired just listening to you. <laughs> so I was like, I have to find a way that I can actually build an audience that would be interested in what I'm writing about. And that's when I, I started my first blog. And the first one was connected to Christian lifestyle because that's what my original niche and books were about. And then I went on from there and realized that like I, I was doing really good on social media with that blog 
but I wasn't getting steady traffic like what what I would like. It required me to be constantly sharing, constantly engaging in groups or something like that in order to get the the traffic. And um, I wasn't at the point where I even thought about pay advertising. At that point, I really wasn't even thinking about ads or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I knew they existed. But um, to make a long story short, I started realizing that people who understood search engine optimization were getting more stable traffic than I was. Yeah. And so that's when um, I decided to learn more about that. But I actually quit blogging for like a year in between getting SEO training. Um, and it was like, because I told you I was doing a lot of things while I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that I wanted to separate from the military. And uh, it was a combination of reasons. My husband had started a business. I wanted to homeschool so-and-so, you know, and I really wanted to run a business. I felt like it was something I could do. So all of those things in combination, I decided to separate the military after nine years. So um, when I separated, the main bread and butter for us was the general contracting company. And at that time, I was working a lot in the business Mm -hmm. and then homeschooling my son, too. So um, I decided to put the blog to the side because I didn't really fully understand monetization for blogging it. But I understood how to make money with selling uh, <laughs> renovation deals. With the contracting stuff, yeah. <laughs> but so, you were able to circle back to it eventually, to the SEO yeah, and the blogging? Yeah. I. So uh, after a couple years, we got up to where the general contracting company was pretty stable. And at the time, I, 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 I got pregnant, too. I think that's why. The, that was the ultimate push was because I was like, I can't really be doing all of this running around and I'm pregnant and I was high risk. So I decided to turn to how can I, um, how can I do something professional that I really love while I'm in this situation and still be a good mom and everything? How can my profession translate into raising this newborn and everything like that? And so that's when I really start taking blogging much more serious. Right, right. So you were able to kind of see an opportunity that blogging was going to free up your time, even though it probably did take a lot of time to build it up. You were able to probably be more strategic with your time, right? Yeah, I think um, I could definitely see that there were like um, growing up, my parents did real estate and uh So with real estate, you know, you have to get the house ready. You have to paint it. You have to get the flooring in. You have to do different things to get the house rentable. And then you rent it out. The passive part is once it's rented, but then you have the part where it's active, where you have to get it together and make sure it's rented. Or even if you decide to hire a management team, you have to work with them to like make sure that your tenants, different things just to, still keep it flowing. So it's still active and passive parts. And I can see that blogging had that too. It was not completely passive, but it does have active and passive parts. And that's what I liked because um, it has those pockets where you can be down for a little bit and it still will flow. 
Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean because, you know, sometimes when us creators, you know, we're creating content constantly, sometimes uh-huh. we do need to take a break from it just so that we don't lose ourselves, you know? And yeah. that's the, probably the greatest part about blogging is, you know, you if you really wanted to, you could take a couple of months break from it and it's not necessarily going to kill your business. And right. I think that's probably one of the greatest parts, especially with you being able to juggle a business and other things in the family. I was getting tired just listening to the list of stuff that you were doing. You know, I mean, <laughs> a mother's work is never done. You know, I look at my I wife know. and the great things that she's been able to do. You know, it's almost like she's become busier since she's quit her job because yeah. of Benji, you know, and, you know, I just try to help out when I can, you know, we're trying to build uh you know this side of the business as well to you know to give them the freedom to be able to do that but i do enjoy the little things that we can do that i wouldn't be able to do if i was working a regular nine to five so tell me this um tell me about the moment that you realized that this online business stuff this blog that you were working on was going to work because i remember we talked a little bit in the past and yeah. I remember there was a couple of times where it was a little up and down and you were like, oh, I yeah. wanted to give up. So tell me about the time that you realized that, OK, this is working. Let me put more time and effort into it. I think it has to do with um, as I saw my sales climbing um, in the beginning when I'm just writing and <laughs> the sales are not exciting for me because I had I had taking care of myself for so long as an adult. And I had a reasonable income in my in the military. So it was really the $100, those little commissions just weren't, they weren't exciting for me. And so I was, I made my first commission in my first month with affiliate marketing, but it just was like, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> is not gonna it's not gonna work and uh so I think once I start getting to the thousands that's when it really got to where it's like okay this actually could work (laughs) yeah um I read somewhere that you're making pretty close to a full-time income right now right you don't have to give any numbers if you don't want to but I mean I don't mind um so yeah I do it's not what I used to make while I was in the military. I'll be honest about that. But, you know, I'm really happy that I've been able to grow from zero to 4000 a month in two years, even wow. while, like, most of the time I didn't have child care, even though I, I don't have child care during COVID-19. Um, I still have majority of the home management responsibility in my house so doing yeah. chores cleaning bathrooms cleaning kitchens um, cooking stuff like that and then we also had quite a few challenges over the first two years of me starting my business with just health in my family so i was probably spending like half of my week like doing something to take care of um, health crises in my family yeah. And so with all of that going on and taking into consideration, I'm really happy to be able to still be able to make an income. Like when I thought about if I had tried to have a job during that time, I know I would have got fired several times over <laughs> because my my schedule was just so unpredictable. Yeah. 
but to have an unpredictable schedule and still be able to make it work. Because with a normal job, you have these times you have to show up, like, or exactly. even with the freelance, because I freelanced for a while. And even with freelancing, you have deadlines where you have to get stuff turned in. And when your schedule gets unpredictable, then you may not be able to make that deadline or you may not know if you can mm-hmm. show up and stay until like from nine to five or nine to 11 or whatever the case is. But if you build your income off of product sales, like what I had done through my blog, then um, it was something I was still able to make money even while I was not not having a consistent schedule. And that was just so liberating to constantly yeah. still have those um, checks coming in saying, congratulations, you got this. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, this week was crazy, but I still got this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The passive nature that really exists when you own your own online business, more specifically with a blog, is so amazing. Because there's been times where I was, I remember one time I, I drank something I shouldn't have and got food poisoning from it. And literally like that entire weekend, I was like sick to my stomach, up chucking the entire weekend and didn't do a single thing for my yeah. business at that point. But then Monday morning, you know, I'm sitting there all wrapped up in a towel, you know, trying to check, okay, how did the business do this weekend? And I had made around five or $600 and I did absolutely nothing that weekend, but it was because yeah. of things that we built up before over time. Momentum, over time. Yeah. Exactly. That's, you know, that's pretty awesome. Another thing, uh, like I've done other marketing strategies and different marketing plans, like handing out flyers or handing out business cards or whatever like that. You hand out business cards and yes, word of mouth will spread, like if you hand out enough of them, but it's nothing like if somebody can constantly search and your content will pop up yeah. like, and the demand doesn't, like it doesn't get wrinkled up like the business cards that they put in their purse, it gets, they might spill Kool-Aid on it and then they can't read the number no more. With with a blog, it's like, it doesn't crumble up. No, <laughs> you know? no, I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> it's not like the flyer that the die just dies off of it from the, the marketing that you did last year. So it's just nice how with blogging, because your content stays intact and your messaging stays intact, it's mm-hmm. like it can compound over time. That's what I really like about blogging in comparison to other ways of marketing a business. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned earlier how uh, the social media you know, part of the business was very time consuming, but then you discovered SEO or search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. But there was a time, obviously, where... You know, you said that you weren't getting the money that you wanted. You weren't getting the sales that you wanted. But, you know, fast forward, you know, you are where you are. You are here where you are now. Mm-hmm. And you are making, you know, the, the, the few thousand that, that you were hoping to get at this point. Let me ask you, how did you bridge the gap from when you thought that, okay, this isn't making enough? How did you keep pushing forward? Do you have like a couple of tips that you use or something that you did to to keep pushing forward versus stopping because most people do stop you know they're like this isn't making enough money and then they go back to you know whatever it is they were doing before so what did you do to push through the hardest parts of waiting for seo to kick in yeah well i would say that um i think i did a combination of things one of them was i committed um Mm-hmm. I committed that this is something that I'm not going to give up on. This is something that's going to work for me. If it can work for somebody else, then I for sure can make it work. 
like I looked at other people who were successful and I analyzed what strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats there were with them, which is what you usually do in a when you're doing a business plan, you look at that SWOT analysis and I'm like, well, they seem like they have a good personality, but I have a good personality, right? Exactly. <laughs> they seem like they are a pretty good writer, but I'm a pretty good writer too, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I'm looking like, what's the difference in them and me? Well, the difference is probably that maybe they got the training that they needed. They got mm-hmm. the support that they needed. Um, they they got the tools that they needed um, and they committed to it. And if I really want to be like them, those people who you look at their their blogs or their income reports and you're like, man, those income reports look beautiful. I wish I had that. Um, I, I just looked at what they what what they had and sales skills. They also had pretty good sales skills, maybe copywriting. So then I I said, these are the things I need to to develop in myself. But yeah, if it can work for them, it can definitely work for me. And that's pretty much what I did. I, I committed to it because I've had several days where I'm like, dang, I didn't not a dollar came in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not even what <once. laughs> <laughs> or that's, the traffic is much lower than what i would like to see <laughs> and then the world is and then the whole world is crashing in at that moment because you're like yeah. everything that i've done is going away <laughs> it's like you can't be serious not even one dollar and then i start thinking well somebody had a dollar come in <laughs> what what did they do different <laughs> that's the ultimate positive way of thinking about it. But yeah, that's you. you uh, I like how you did where you would look at other people and say, you know, if they can do it, I know I can do it because I was the same way. And this might be narcissistic of me, but I looked at some people and I was like, OK, he's doing it or she's doing it. I know I can. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. But really, well, that's, that's that kind of helped have me to encourage yourself. And yeah, you do. You know, right. anytime I read self-help books, they always talk about affirmations and things like that. You can have uh, you can have limiting thoughts or you can have affirmations. Yeah. And I think it's always better to be able to tell yourself that you can. And um, instead of to 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 discourage yourself, I mean, any day. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, look, we're going to go ahead and jump to a quick break. And I have a really interesting question I want you to ponder over during the break. What do you think has been your biggest mistake as a blogger so far? So think about that. And we're going to answer it when we get back. I remember spending days looking at web pages and templates and tons of options when I first set up my blog. I even remember spending hours setting up a website trying to get it to look just right, just for it to look nothing like the demo that I was promised when I installed it. Plus, I could never fully customize things like the headers and the footers and even the sidebars without having to go out and hire a developer, which can get very expensive. I needed something that was a better option. I needed a go-between. And after struggling, I did stumble across that go-between, Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is the number one website builder that I recommend and use every single day. It doesn't require special coding or any type of web design skills to use. 
yet it is still fully customizable. So if you are running a blog, an e-commerce store, affiliate marketing niche site, or whatever, Thrive Themes is an amazing suite of WordPress plugins that can take your site and turn it into something you'd be proud to share with your friends, and most importantly, your readers and future customers. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes, and now you can take advantage of a 24% off coupon when you pay annually for Thrive Membership. Check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for the hyper user-friendly page builder, which includes everything that you need to build a conversion-focused website in minutes rather than days. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits. All right, so we are back with Tiffany Denise from HowToEntrepreneur.org. And we were just about to ask the question, what she thought has been the biggest mistake that she has ever made from uh, from blogging. What was your what do you think has been your biggest mistake as a blogger? I think my biggest mistake I'd say is in how I was proportioning my time. I think in the beginning I was proportioning my time, leaning heavier on design, leaning heavier on uh, perfectionism, leaning heavier towards um, like content creation instead of actually engaging with prospective customers and making sales. And I think once I really started noticing that um, writing a blog post that doesn't necessarily um, get to a prospective customer and that doesn't build trust or just having no time that's actually sales time, like that, that's not, that's not going to make money. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 I can't just rely on SEO. I can't just rely on automation to do it for me. I have to have some type of way where like, yes, the, the SEO and the algorithms and all that stuff will help to get me out there. But I have to have some way that I guarantee that for myself and know that I actually make contact with a prospective customer and I actually build trust with somebody and 
because of that, I have a warm lead that is going to turn into a sale. Like, I think with blogging, like that part took me an extra long time to get how what I do actually turns into a sale and that I can actually be somewhat intentional about that process. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean there, because, you know, sometimes we concentrate, especially as new bloggers, you might concentrate on things that don't move the needle like at all. Exactly, or, yeah. yeah, you can have a great looking website. You can send spend a week trying to design your logo or coming up with a tagline or something like that. But that's not going to bring in an extra customer later. But writing that content that's going to be out there, you know, un- until forever, basically, can has a has the potential of bringing in uh, potential sales constantly yeah or sitting on the phone talking to your web host about why you can't upgrade to gutenberg (laughs) (laughs) yeah in the grand scheme of things how important is that you know (laughs) right um so that's 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 pretty awesome so now i know that you do things such as uh you're a teacher you're a coach you're you help with new entrepreneurs all the time especially with the new um enterprise builders that you have going on let me ask you what is the biggest mistake that you see other entrepreneurs make or other maybe bloggers more specifically what kind of mistakes do they make that you see that you wish that oh i wish i could just help you with that just to get you a little further faster i really think the same mistake that i made is what i see as most common is just like fixating on things that don't move the needle again yeah spending a lot of time on maybe um picking a niche or um, spending a lot of time on deciding or doing more education than actually doing sales and like or doing more education than actually meeting customers and and building trust it's just like you know you the actual income comes from sales so yeah. <laughs> you have to put anything, things in place for that to happen yeah yeah, it's not that the other things aren't important. It's just the priority. Like you, if you only have five hours a week starting out when you're starting your business and you spend a whole five hours on um, doing some exercises or something like that so that you can pick a niche, I mean, it's going to take you a little while to actually get to the part where you're making money. So I think it just has to be like where you you say well I have five hours this week so I need to spend this part of it actually like doing learning this percentage of it doing the work this percentage of it meeting prospective customers and this percentage of it making Mm -hmm. sales closing deals like yeah so when you say meeting customers do you mean like you know getting on the phone with them or uh, do you mean like just contacting through email it depends you know because like I tend to lean towards internet marketing nowadays. I used to do it more offline where I would actually yeah. go to like local events and stuff like that and meet with people and talk to them. But nowadays it could be just as simple as like talking to people in, in the comments on a YouTube channel, answering questions on Quora or something like that. And you are meeting a person who ends up building trust with you and then they end up wanting to see more about you and then it turns warm. So mm-hmm. I think it it can look a variety of ways, but you do want to be intentional about like prospecting and about converting sales. Yeah. So basically you you try to your best to to build a resource in a particular niche and then you go out and help other people and then you have somewhere to direct them so that they can help become more of a warmer lead. Oh, that's 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 great. It's actually probably one of the greatest ways to make a passive income because you're building 
the place and now you just got to go out there and get people to get to that place mm-hmm. and then the more you do it the more of the compounding effect that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier kind of starts to pile on and things yeah. like that yeah that's because that's really awesome go ahead i think the most important thing that you have is your reputation right and your reputation doesn't grow unless you grow it that's true <laughs> you have to you have to get it out there um and let people know who you are if you're building a brand instead of building your like yourself as an influencer then you would be like letting people know about your business but that has to be intentional especially at the beginning before like algorithms start working or work where the mouth starts spreading for you like i think it's important to be intentional about that yeah and i think that's very important points you're making about being intentional because you can't just if you're trying to, like like in your situation, to be a mom, you know, to be a wife and to be in the military and to also be running a business, you can't just kind of be willy nilly. You kind of have to know what you need to do and when you need to do it so that you can keep the, the needle moving. Otherwise, you can just be spinning your wheels. So, yeah, yeah. Some things you actually can't control, like you really can't control SEO. So I can write a post today. I can do my keyword research and stuff. And I can't guarantee that it's going to be page one, position one. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just no way for me to do that because somebody else could be writing on the same keyword today and maybe theirs just is better. So I think the only thing you actually can control is is um, that like what you actually do. And (laughs) so I think that's why I I, what I did when I. made that observation about myself that I was not proportioning my time well, then I started, I went on Google Calendar and I actually blocked out my time into four parts. And then I had I had a part of the day where it was just the part where I could work, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew which parts were time for my family versus which parts I could actually work. And during those times that I could work, I had to split that part into four parts. And that was um, that was acquiring the work. <laughs> that was the first part, acquiring the work, yeah. doing the work, managing the work, and strategizing about the work. Because what I found myself doing is like, I might spend too much time on business planning, or I might spend too much time on like looking for people outsourcing or something like that, maybe getting people on Fiverr to do something or getting some people on Upwork to do something. And then I've spent all my time on it and I haven't spent time on acquiring customers. So yeah. I had to split that time in where I know that I'm, I, I have, I have customers. So now I have work to do. <laughs> so now I have work to manage. So now I have work to strategize about. <laughs> it's just a never-ending circle, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, what you've been able to do in terms of like productivity and planning, I think is amazing based on what you've been able to build, not just online, but offline, you know, with the family and everything. Yeah. I think that's really amazing. You might need to put together some type of productivity course or something. <laughs> you ever thought about something like that? Yeah, I actually have. I'm actually working on a course on boundaries inside of the Enterprise Builder membership. But I know that's a topic that usually doesn't tie in with business directly. It's usually a relationship topic. But um, it's so important. And uh, so that's going to be something that goes for my annual members is Mm -hmm. that that course on boundaries, because 
what I've noticed is a lot of people I come across, especially like stay-at-home moms or um, people who don't have a traditional schedule or people who are like, they want to transition from um, a job to a, a business, they have a really hard time putting the boundaries in place that need to be there in order to make that transition. And I know it was difficult for me too. So that's why I wanted to make a course that helps direct that. So they'll know how to go about that. Gotcha. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. So you're saying your productivity, you know, and, and among other things are going to be included in the enterprise builders, uh, part of your membership site. So tell us a little bit more about enterprise builders and what other things uh, people will be able to find within. Yeah, so basically um, with the Enterprise Builder Membership, I actually just started it in late July. And mm-hmm. um, it is, the goal is to teach people how to build, go from idea to full-time income and from full-time income to enterprise. I say that over and over on my channel, but really it's true. And so I've made this course called the Business Growth Framework that is basically the premise for how the enterprise builder membership works. It is 10 phases for how you take a business from idea to scale it to an enterprise. And um, that, I mean, the course is, so it's several phases that includes like mindset, overcoming doubt, feeling, uh, building courage, that's phase one. And then phases that go over prioritization and uh, time management, getting feedback, coming up with your business idea. Like these are the different phases that you go through. And then um, phase eight is like the bread and butter where you're building all your systems. So you're building your lead gen system, your lead conversion system, your client fulfillment system, uh, how you do all your customer service and various things like that. You're building your Um, leadership system, your management system, and your human resources, your job prototypes. And then you go from there and you're documenting your system in phase nine, and then you're scaling and growing that in phase 10. So basically the enterprise builder membership is supposed to help nudge them through all of those phases to scaling and growing a successful company. And with the um, members, when they join, they get, um, these roadmaps where basically it's like six to 10 weeks, step-by-step guided journeys where they can accomplish certain goals, like um, creating a marketing plan, creating this, or um, um, deciding on a business idea. So those are a few of the uh, roadmaps that I have in there right now. And then uh, if they go annual, they get access to uh, courses, beta access to the courses that I make as well. So Right now I have a course on, uh, you know, launching a blog, a course on affiliate marketing, and I have a course on sales funnels and I'm working on more courses inside of the um, membership. But you know that courses take too long. (laughs) They take a long time (laughs) for me to give away for like $9.99 or um, the lower, the monthly pricing. So I have that included for the annual members. So if they go annual, then you get access to all the beta access to the courses that I make for that year and and the roadmaps as well. The roadmaps is what I um, publish on a monthly basis. And then I've also been doing office hours with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, that's at least once a week. I've been meeting with them live 
and just answering questions, seeing what um, what they're working on, seeing what obstacles they might be having, wow. holding them yeah. accountable to their goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I really like about the office hours is that we actually see each other. So it's kind of like you've been to church before, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you know how you have those small group meetings where uh-huh. you, you get together, you get to know people, and it's like, how's your how's your family? You get marriage advice, you get parenting advice, you get all of these things, and you walk away with uh, more knowledge on how to do what you want to do. Yeah, like a little mini mastermind or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I come up with recipe ideas. I might be in a rut trying to figure out what should I be cooking now. I've been cooking on every day, three times a week. And then you go to this small group and then the women are doing some different recipe. I've never tried before. So then I walk away with an idea. That's the same concept behind um, the weekly office hours is that we get together. We're all entrepreneurs. You're doing something. I'm doing something. And a lot of the things that we're learning in business can really translate and pass over. And yeah, so I facilitate those meetings, but we have those once a week and we do, um, it's mostly like I'm answering questions, helping them overcome whatever, um, obstacles I can. And then, uh, monthly I am doing coaching where, um, I actually create slides and I create um, curriculum and I'm there teaching something and then I do Q&A. Yeah. And at some point I may switch it where I do uh, more of the coaching versus the office hours. But um, at the beginning, I really wanted to get to know where they are and what their um, obstacles are so that I can create the membership around what they need. Um, and yeah, so that's where it is right now. I, like I said, I just started on the 27th of July, yeah. so it's still very new and evolving. That's awesome. So if people want to get a taste of it, you're letting people uh, in for $9.99 for the first month, right? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you just went over is it sounds like so much value that people are it going is. to be able to get. And then you're... Uh, you know, you're working directly with people and you've started multiple businesses and mm-hmm. had success with those businesses. So, yeah. like, your mind would be something that you definitely can 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 pick at. You yeah. know, now I think the course normally, not the course, but the membership site is normally $39.99 a month. But you're letting people in for the first month for a 75% discount for $9.99 for the first month, which right. I think is uh, I think it's really awesome because you'll probably get in there and realize that, okay, this is awesome. I'm going to stick around for a while. So just to be clear, if you want to check that out, go to Benji'sDad.com slash EB. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Enterprise Builders. And then you'll be able to get that 75% discount on the first month of the uh, of Enterprise Builders. So that you can see all of the roadmaps that Tiffany has in there and all of the office hours and the coaching. And it, the list just goes on. It's, it's, yeah, pretty, I know. it's pretty awesome. So before we sign off here, Tiffany, let me ask you. Uh, kind of like a question I normally ask to most of the entrepreneurs who are on the business or on the podcast. But what is one thing that you could you wish you could have told yourself, you know, maybe 10 years ago about business or maybe right before you started? You know, what's one thing that you maybe even if it's a couple of things or one or two things that you can that you wish you would have known before you even thought that an online business was even legitimate? 
I, would, I think I try to troubleshoot a lot of things alone. And I think that I would tell myself, I think you go from like, it's, it's like going from zero to 100 miles per hour when you have a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would have told myself to find somebody who's doing what I want to do and really connect to them. And it doesn't matter if you have to buy their course or if you have to um, like fly to their church and sit next to them on the pew. Um, I think I would have told myself to make that sacrifice because it helps you so much. When I don't have, when I didn't have mentorship or a support circle that was doing something similar to what I wanted to do, I found myself like spending hours and hours on YouTube or uh, hours and hours on Google, taking information that may or may not be authoritative. And it's really difficult to sift through that. And you can actually spend a lot more money that way because then you have to kind of test out who's really authoritative as, by knowing if it works or not. And it mm-hmm. takes time to like, like build a blog the wrong way, see that it doesn't work, and then, yeah. <laughs> and oh, then I know that the hard way. learn yeah. how to build it the right way. So I wish that if I was to um, turn it back, I probably would find somebody who was doing what I wanted to do and then just really connect with them, figure out how I can uh, learn directly from them, ask them as many questions as I might have. And yeah, I would, I would get a mentor. Yeah. The time that it saves you is immense because you have a direction in which you can go. Um, We were before we hit record on this, we were talking about how I purchased a course on how to podcast, you know, and that course cost me close to a thousand dollars. But, you know, you think about it, how much really is that thousand dollars going to be? Once the course gives me my first sponsorship, you know, and once the course, anytime I have an issue or a problem, I have a mentor basically on how to build a podcast. I can walk up to them, not really walk up, but send them a message privately and they're going to get right back to me. And to me, that's that's invaluable because I won't waste time not realizing something's not working and then not realizing it until months down the line that it's not working. You know, I I um. When I look at people and I look at the stories of people who they've been really successful and they're very young, it's like you just look at their support circle and you realize, man, they had a lot of great mentorship. And that's mm-hmm. why. And it, it nine times out of 10, I think it might be 10 times out of 10. That's the reason. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that it was their mom or dad or it was their first cousin it, it could be that they just were able to really connect with somebody, maybe even online, like how we connected. And yeah, exactly. then you meet somebody and, and they know what they're doing and they can answer those questions for you. How many times have I reached out to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, a few times. I know sometimes I, I reach out to you and I'm like, what do you think about this? And just being able to have that, per- like people like that, where you can just go, I mean, they don't do the work for you, but them solidifying what, what you, what you believe or validating your idea or like just helping build that confidence Mm -hmm. so that you can take action like that, that means so much. And it makes you go so much faster. 
Yeah, I remember. It, I mean, we're supposed to be closing this up, but you just we could talk for hours with this. <laughs> I but uh, I remember one time you you shot me a message, and you were just you were feeling a little down and out. I could tell, and I was like, well, let me just see what's going on with your site. So I took your website and I threw it into one of my little keyword tools. Um, I like to use Ahrefs, and I threw it in there, and I saw that a lot of your posts, yeah, they were probably you know bottom of the first page, second page, but I noticed all of them had green arrows pointing up. So I was yeah. like, okay, so the site's trending. Like it's, it's getting to the point. So let me try to reassure her. And I remember, I think I wrote you like a book, like it was a long, long thing. And I had screenshots and everything. And, you know, it's not like you're paying me. I was just doing it because I I wanted to see you succeed with it. And I shot it to you and I could just tell with the next message you sent me that you're like, really? That felt so better. So much better. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's like, um, I think uh, that's a proverb. Uh, When I look in the book of Proverbs, it talks about how, uh, words of wisdom are like honey to the honey to the soul or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely butchered that scripture. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope I didn't butcher it worse than Trump. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how to butcher a, a scripture. Anyway, um, it's true. It's just like you have that uncertainty when you're doing something that you're not that uh, that you don't have expertise on you have that uncertainty. And when you have people that have a different level of certainty than you do, it it makes you act so much faster. Mm-hmm. When I started out, just the amount of uncertainty that I had alone made me take a lot of time because I would be like, am I, am I doing this right? And then I end up researching lots of hours when I might be doing it right, but I just didn't, I, I needed to validate that I was. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah, I think mentorship for sure is like so important. Yeah. And the cool part is you're actually giving back doing the same thing. So like it's like the help that I was able to give you. Now you're able to turn around and give that same help to others in your enterprise builders, you know, which I think is really awesome to be able to give people, you know, almost to show a person or give a person a fish versus showing them how to fish. Right. And people can really take that and 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 skyrocket and fly with it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend go check out Benji'sDad.com slash EB. EB's for uh, uh, Enterprise Builder. So Benji'sDad.com slash EB. Check it out there. You're going to be able to get the first month 75% off, you know, just to go ahead and check out. You can find it. And um, I think that's pretty much it. So is there anything else you want to sign off with, uh, Tiffany, or... Uh, is there any quotes that you might be having in your head? <laughs> well, I think that the biggest um, you talked about me and productivity, and I think some of t- some of the time the biggest thing is just to take action. Yeah. And so I like to say that if you have an idea or you have a blog or you are working on your business, I think you should just make sure you're making daily progress, and that's what I like to sign gotcha. off with. Is just um, even if if you have a task and it might seem like a big task to you, don't try to take the whole thing. Just break it down into a small little thing. Don't try to write the whole blog post. If, if it's overwhelming for you, write the first paragraph, like commit to taking some type of step forward. And that's what I like to sign off with. That's a great way to sign off. Thank you so much, <laughs> Tiffany Denise, for being on here. Tiffany Denise from howtoentrepreneur.org. Oh, dot com. I thought it was 100.org. <laughs> Yo, I've been saying this wrong this entire time, and you're just now telling me. 
You know what? We're gonna have to have some words after we uh, turn this off. I apologize. So, howtoentrepreneur.com is where we are going to uh, send you. You know, to go ahead and check it out, and then you can also check out Enterprise Builders as well. Thank you so much, Tiffany, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk later. You know, have you back yes. on the podcast? All right, sounds wonderful. I'll see you. All right, so that was Tiffany Denise from HowToEntrepreneur.com. And yes, .org works as well. I tested it. I know it works. So uh, even though I had it wrong and she never corrected me, hey, you know, that's just the best part about chatting with friends. You know, she can correct me and I don't get upset, but it's not a big, it's not a big deal. Um, HowToEntrepreneur.com. Go there, join her community, Enterprise Builders. That is a fast-growing uh, uh, entrepreneur mindset type community that she has where she gives you step-by-step instructions on how to build a business right now today. She has workshops in there. She has the community. She dips her head in constantly helping out her students. So I definitely recommend you go check that out. You can actually sign up for the first month at a massive discount. You can go to Benji'sDad.com slash EB as in Enterprise Builders. That's Benji'sDad.com slash EB. And then you can jump in and uh, see exactly what she has to offer within her community and really have a good time with that. So uh, that's who we were just interviewing, Tiffany Denise. A couple of the uh, main takeaways that I got from our chat here is number one, organization is critical. Okay, critical. Uh, Tiffany's a mom. She's running multiple businesses. She's a wife, an entrepreneur. She takes care of the house. She cooks regularly. Delicious goes on, right? And most would look at that type of schedule, look at that type of life and assume that she has zero time to work on anything else other than that. But that's not the case. Tiffany's not letting that stop her. But she did say one key thing that I did enjoy was that her organization had to be intentional, meaning that when she did have time to work on something, she made sure it was something that was going to move the needle within her business. She needed to make sure that the time that she did had was scheduled. If she just kind of left it up to whenever she happened to have an extra moment, then she may not have had an extra moment. And she knows her kids. She knows their attention spans. She knew how long she can have them doing something, working on an activity or something of that nature while she can concentrate on something else. And she knew how long she could could spend time doing that before, you know, their little attention spans just, you know, is shot. But the thing is, she knew that she needed to work on things that were going to move the needle in her business and not waste time on things that weren't. I think one key one key thing that she did say within the interview as well was it's quite a hard thing to work on a business and then not know if what you're working on is going to actually make the difference in your business and then find out weeks, months, maybe even a year or so later that what you were working on was the wrong thing. And that's that's kind of debilitating. It, it can really get at you when you are uh, uh it can get you in your craw. I forgot exactly how they normally say it, but that that can be a weight upon you when you don't know what you're doing is actually doing something that's going to move the needle and start getting you an income and start getting you traffic to your website. 
So uh, she was very intentional with her time and the things that she did with her time. Um, another main takeaway is to create personal connections. Now, it's one thing to blog. It's one thing to cr to create content, whether it's video or uh, you're writing on your blog. That's all one aspect of it. But once you get the people, you need to create the relationships. That's what sells. Getting the relationships and procuring, you know, a one on one sometimes, even if you had to. Um, I believe Tiffany said that she would jump on a Zoom call, jump, you know, um, on the phone, uh, have personal one on one chats through Messenger or something of that nature. Um, definitely through email. It wasn't just join my website or, or land on my website and then they read an article and they disappear. She did things such as capturing their contact information so that she could follow up in the future and create a personal connection. And this is really, I can really attest to that specifically because early in my business, one thing that I did was I offered my personal help one-on-one. -on -one. And what that did was help differentiate me among the sea of other bloggers and YouTubers that were out there. Because of the sea of bloggers and YouTubers who are out there, they all want to make this 100% automated. They want to just press a button and then the machine just works. Yeah, that works to a certain extent and it helps to scale. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if you want to create real long-term customers, if you want to create relationships, friendships sometimes, you know, with the people in your industry, then the best way to do it is to offer of yourself. That's how my business grew, and this is definitely how Tiffany's business is growing. Find a personal connection with people, just as Tiffany did, and you are going to start seeing results as your business is now separated, is differentiated from everything else that's out there. Another takeaway was blogging was the best marketing strategy that she found. Now, I am biased, duh, okay? I'm biased. I believe in blogging. Blogging is amazing. But Tiffany was able to find out that even after trying other marketing methods, I remember one point she said that she took a year off to try other stuff. But what happened? She found herself back blogging. And the main reason of it, main reason for that was because of the passive nature of blogging. You can work on it and you can work on it and you can work on it. And then you have the opportunity to coast. You can coast for a while and then you eventually got to get back and start blogging again. But don't get me wrong. When it comes to creating a blog, that's got to be one of the better uh, uh, passive income strategies that you can ever employ. So uh, that was really good to hear that from her as well. And then finally, her one big tip at the end looking for direction and getting a mentor. You know, she didn't, uh, well, maybe not she didn't. She got in a situation like many bloggers do. We try to do this on our own because we believe it's super easy to do. Yeah, blogging is relatively easy for what it is that you're doing, but there is a skill, there is a strategy. And if you do it wrong early on, and then you realize that, you know, maybe weeks or months later that you were doing it wrong this whole time, Again, that's debilitating. That can knock you out and make you think that uh, blogging or affiliate marketing or any type of content generation, making money online in general, you, it can make you think that that stuff is a myth and it doesn't actually exist. But that's not the case. Her big takeaway that, you know, before um, 
she ever got started blogging, if she had a mentor, if she had someone who had already done it in front of her, she said she would have gladly gotten some a mentor, maybe even paid for one, just to make sure that she could do things right the first time. That can literally take years off of your progress when you are able to do things right on from jump, you know, on the first time rather than wasting time with trial and error. So those are some of the key takeaways that I was able to get from our chat with Tiffany. Did you get something different with our chat? You know, maybe was there a question that maybe I should have asked that maybe you had in your mind? Um, if so, you know, let me know about it. Go visit us over at Superhero Bloggers. That's a Facebook, a free Facebook group where it's nothing but uh, bloggers and and people who are trying to build online businesses through the use of blogging and affiliate marketing, where you can talk about anything. And uh, if there was a question that you wish I had asked, if there was something that you would like to know about Tiffany that I didn't ask, be sure to let us know in the Superhero Bloggers Facebook group. You can check us out over at Facebook. Just search Superhero Bloggers and you'll see my big uh, ugly mug pop up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just let me know over on the uh over on the Facebook group, or I will be sure, or also we will be sure to include those, uh, the link to the show notes below the uh, podcast as well. So be sure to go check those out. So I hope that you enjoyed this awesome, you know, really awesome. One of my favorites so far interviews uh, with Tiffany. Um, it was awesome. And a lot of the really good tidbits that were in there, I'm going to start implementing a few of those absolutely right now. So looking forward to being able to see what I can do with my productivity, what I can do with my time to make sure that I am hitting on the right notes at the right time. Okay. That's what is, this is all about. So anyways, enjoy your week. As always, do something now that your future self will thank you for. Keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace. Peace.